I guess we might have been poor or close to it, but we didn't know we were. <laughs> How many of us said that or realized that when we got older that, you know, some of us grew up in low income families like me and didn't have a whole lot, maybe never went hungry, per se. Maybe we were close to it, you know, but um, because there's a lot of things that we just didn't know growing up. And so I know there's a lot of people who can identify with that. You know, looking back, knowing that our parents did the best they can do. So today I really kind of want to talk about financial literacy and how important it is to teach our children that from young and even some of the foundational things that a lot of us did learn, but it just never went any deeper into that. And like, you know, when we get into our teens, we get more interested in our peers. If you're anything like me, you know, you want to go outside, play with your friends. I was jumping rope. I was doing cheers and steps and all kinds of things. And then you get into boys and then, you know, you just unless your household, unless in your household, financial literacy is something that's of very importance um, and it's taught to you on so many different levels. You were like a lot of typical teens. You know, you just didn't think about it. You know, you just want to have fun and play. <laughs> but anyway, when we come back, we definitely going to continue this conversation. Yes, yes, we are. You can still get your life back. Get your life back. It's real. Get your life back. Get your life back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, many of us never really learned financial literacy as children or even adolescents. And many of our parents did, you know, they did the best they can do with the energy they had and even the knowledge they had. But, you know, a lot of us, again, we learned about savings. We learned about sharing, household budgeting to some degree. Really, for me, growing up in the hood, I never really heard a lot of financial discussions on stocks and bonds and mutual funds and retirement savings and 401ks. I heard a lot of that stuff when I got much older, maybe in my latter teens into my 20s, really, and still not thoroughly knowing about all of that stuff. So, But my mother did teach and model for me how to open a bank account and fill out forms and how to pay bills, of course how to talk to authority and professional people in, in the business dis district. And she also taught me how to advocate for myself and so on, because we struggled as well with low income, never really went hungry that, that to, to my knowledge anyway, <laughs> but I'm sure there were many days that we may have been close to it. But again, I can't recall any time that we actually missed any meals. I don't care if we had biscuits and rice and beans or pork and beans and rice or something. We had something to eat. You know, they, they made it work. They know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents. So I know my mother knew about savings. Like I said, I would go with her to the bank and I would watch her, you know, I'll take care of business and save money, put money in accounts and things like that. So I had that, always had that in the back of my mind you know, those memories, you know, um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And some of you, if anybody here is from New York, you probably know about the dime savings bank. I don't really know how nationwide it was, but we, we grew up in Brooklyn. So well, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, my mother's from the South. My, both of my parents are from the South, but, um, I used to love going to that bank with her. It was really, really big. It had a lot of character. The floors are made out of marble. It was a gigantic place. I mean, that particular one we went to downtown Brooklyn on Fulton Street, <laughs> in case some of you are listening from New York, especially from Brooklyn, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a really large bank with many floors. I love going. I used to like moving the, um, you know, the thing that separates you online, the cables, 
the dividers and, and, you know, getting in line with my mom. And I used to love playing with the, the slips. You know how you fill out those deposit and withdrawal slips? I used to love playing with that. So I was always kind of intrigued. But, you know, again, not really having a full knowledge of actually what's going on. <laughs> but then again, like I said, my mother modeled it and she taught me a lot of the basic things and foundational things. And um, like many people say, we might have been poor, but we didn't know it. I understand, though, that in the midst of struggling and survival and relationship and financial burdens, communication on being smart with your money and investments and retirement somehow gets lost because the focus, because now we're being consumed, was trying to make one day at a time, you know, making ends meet one paycheck away from poverty. So your focus becomes a daily survival. And sometimes we get lost in that, that we don't have a plan. We don't um, learn financial literacy, how to save more, how to find other streams of income. And maybe, and a lot of us did like my mother, she was a hustler. She did other things to try to make money. Um, and a lot of times it either went to bills and it probably, you know, probably spent it on things unnecessarily. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, you know, sometimes you feel like you're struggling, you're struggling. You want to have nice things. And that's just what a mindset is. Instead of thinking about the future, you know, saving for retirement or, you know, being able to do more or invest or whatever. And, you know, we can't blame uh, parents. Uh, most of them just did the best they can do. Right. So now when. What happens when many of us who never had a lot of money or no more than maybe 7,000 to 60 or 70,000 annually, because we don't bring the whole amount home. That's the reason why even the middle class is struggling now coming to major financial wealth. When we come into major financial wealth, sometime we may not know what to do with it. We may even get out of control, meaning, you know, going crazy and spinning census and maybe becoming confused or even stupid, <laughs> you know, by wasting money and being negligent, you know, with fortune or fame. And because of ignorance or lack of knowledge, like many of these celebrities, I'm going to get to I want to talk about this show that I watched not too long ago. And I actually want to watch it again. Um, the best way out of these scenarios is education whether it's through seminars, classes, or getting mentored. And you know what, renewing the mind, yes, yes, yes. Which I mean, what I mean by that is changing the way we think, which changes our thoughts and feelings, but changing our, our relationship with money. But back to this film, I watched the film, um, African American, it, it, it's focused on African American celebrities from fame to fortune to broke. And it's actually a documentary and it's called When the Checks Stop coming in when the checks stop coming in this film takes a look and analysis um, of the lives of black celebrities rise to fame fall from fame and finally just become plain broke and um, I watched it on Amazon so you can go to Amazon and probably find this movie and maybe Amazon Prime has it as well and maybe some other networks but um it was very very interesting you know, watching this happen again, going back to what I'm saying, coming into a lot of wealth, but not having the education, the knowledge. And so you, 
you know, what happens, they end up just wasting the money until they don't have anything anymore. So it's a mindset change that needs to take place. Learning savings and investments and securing your future and think about the next generation and the generation after that, you know, very interesting. And I was also watching um, the comedian Kev on stage. I don't know if any of you are familiar with him. Him and his friend Doughboy have a show called Righteous and Ratchet um, podcast on YouTube. And um I was listening to Kev when he talked about how growing up poor sometimes caused you to develop a fear of losing what you gain. And I think a lot of people deal with that. He shared how even though he has acquired some level of success because he I've watched him. I followed him maybe from 2015 till now. I'm his biggest fan. I'm actually going to see him um, live in Richmond, Virginia um, this Friday. So I don't know how old this video would be or this audio will be when you listen to it, but it is 2020. <laughs> it is 2020 February. But um, yes, on the 21st, he's coming to Richmond, Virginia. And so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, listening to that podcast and he, he you know, watching, listening to him, watching him talking about what he still goes through inside you know, growing up poor and causing you to have a fear of losing what you actually gain. And he shared how even though he has acquired some level of success and able to go on great vacations with his family, his wife, he got a beautiful family. I love his wife. I love watching his kids. Um, still in the back of his mind lingers thoughts about what if I lose this? I thought that was so deep. Or what if I'm not funny anymore? You know, like what if he's not successful anymore and making money doing what he does now? What if something happens like something in the back of your mind? You have this feel like you're going to lose it. You, so um, you go harder, you go harder. Now to go harder can be great if you're learning to just, you know, learning what to do with the money. You have the right relationship with money and you're saving. And again, you're securing your future and even have enough savings for emergency situations. And you know what? I'm still learning a lot more by finance, like I said, because I didn't know a lot of this stuff growing up. So I surround myself around people and I listen to financial experts and get some great tips on ways to save money, you know, and, and ways to uh, prepare for emergency funds. If something happens, you can uh, hold it down you know, so to speak for a couple of months until you get back on your feet, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't mean you actually lost your job. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's just, you had some kind of, you know, other financial, um, situation that caused a major deficit. And so it's going to take you a little while to get back on your feet. But I just thought that was so interesting psychologically, you know, you have those subconscious things because if you've never had a lot and then you have acquired it, you want to hold on to it tight. Now, sometimes it can lead people to go in another direction where they very stingy. They don't want to do anything. They still not enjoying life. And I need, and, and that's not healthy as well, because like, you know, we know that tomorrow's not promised to us. So we prepare for it. But at the same time, learning how to live a little, but not squandering your money, you know, not, not being wasteful, but also treating yourself. You know, everybody wants to feel like they want to do a little something for themselves. That's why we're here for. We're not here to just work and die. <laughs> we're here to enjoy life. But sometimes there's a season when you have to fast, so to speak. Maybe you have to hold back on um, spending, eating out, doing certain things because you're trying to achieve a goal or maybe you're trying to sacrifice and buy that house. And maybe for a year, you have to cut back on certain 
frivolous spending for a season, you know, or you can do less. So, you know, finding little ways to kind of save and, and be more sensible with the money that you have. And I know sometimes it sounds easy to do for other people. Just save this. And I know a lot of us, you know, many of us out there, we making money, but we don't have a lot of money left over from when we actually get paid, you know, or make our money income from even our businesses. We may just have a little bit left over to take care. And still that money is allotted to something else, food, um, you know, bills. <laughs> and then when that's gone, it's like, okay, everything is paid. And, you know, yeah, we happy that we can keep a roof over our heads, but that's not the best way to live for a long time where you never have enough. You know, you want, you want to experience the more than enough, you know, first you get to the enough, but then it's like, okay, life got to be more than this. <laughs> and that's where we have to continue to learn for those of us who are not, cause I'm not a financial expert. I, I listen to financial expert. There's things I'm not ashamed to say, oh, wow. I wish I would have known that about 20 years ago, but we live and learn every day. So I don't feel ashamed of, and I actually help other people who don't even know the little bit that I know. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Because I let them know, you know what? We all learn different lessons. We have different journeys. You know, we grew up in different environments and different families and or different things happen to us. Sometimes it's not even a family. Sometimes we could have grew up in a family learning about all this stuff, but we get caught up in a lot of other things in life and it takes us away where we just act like we lost our minds <laughs> and we got to get back on track. So, you know, no condemnation here, no judgment here, but I think we just got to be... Um, mindful, you know, um, of our finances and always thinking of ways to improve and do better and have more, you know, and then be a blessing to the next generation. But that is all I really, really wanted to talk about. I just said, let me, let me come on and talk about this really, really quick. Cause I, I know it's something, I know I'm not the only one, you know, who think about things like that or wonder like, wow, if I would have known now what I knew, no, if I would have known knew back then what I know now, I would have made better choices. I wouldn't have made so many mistakes, but you know what? We're still in the land of the living. Okay. And so, uh, there's always a chance to get things right. Take that journey recovering. Sometimes we, you know, you know, I call this podcast, get your life back. Sometime in the midst of getting your life back, it, finances are involved in that, you know, you taking back ownership, you know, more you have, you know, you know better and you do better, hopefully. And that's what that's how it's supposed to be. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm so glad you joined me today. Don't forget to subscribe and share with somebody else. And until we meet again, be blessed.